Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Hi there. Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is Rochelle, and I've got Lindsay with me. And first of all, we'd like to thank our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network sponsor, Radish. It is a cooking club and curriculum that is designed for kids by chefs and educators. Radish is perfect for homeschooling families. It's a teaching thematic cooking lesson program that incorporates math, science, nutrition, geography, and culture. With Radish, the kitchen is the tastiest place to learn. And use code, coupon code, podcast at the checkout for $15 off a six or 12 month membership. Visit radishkids.com slash homeschool to learn more and to download a free lesson. And that's radish with two D's, R-A-D-D-I-S-H, kids.com. So, and today we will be discussing um, on our podcast all about review you can be doing <laughs> with your children. And I almost forgot, I'm thinking about this radish so much because I thought it was so cute. Because when I saw their logo, it has a little radish in between the two little bees. And I just think it's adorable when somebody plays on words like that. Like it's radish for food, and then it's like rad and rad dish. And I thought that was really cute. <laughs> and at first I didn't get I that. Actually, but when I was <laughs> Well, yeah, I actually oh, thought the adorable. radish kids and the cooking went straight into our podcast theme of, you know, making learning fun through review games and other fun things you can do with your kids to support whatever you're teaching them. I think cooking is a great way to review math, and I'm sure you can review what you learned in history by doing some sort of a dish, you know, that's culturally themed to wherever you're studying, that type of thing. Yeah, I often use cooking for, I'm not always creative enough or for thinking enough to use it for history um, or anything like that, but science. I'm always using it for math, science you know, or science, okay. yeah, math, science fractions, and at you know all that kind of stuff, or even um, you know science, you know the science and following directions and reading because they have to read the directions to me, or they'll have to read it themselves, or doing it on their own, you know, that that type of thing. Often using it in that realm a little bit more than geography and culture, which would actually be far more interesting. So I might need radish just for that to help me out there because usually I, I'm not good at planning ahead for anything when it comes to the kitchen work. So <laughs> it's like, okay, what do we have? It's, it's all creativity. Like, let's review our creativity. And, and if you find five ingredients that you can make a dinner out of, I'm going to give you an A for the year. <laughs> but, but yeah, you the kitchen. Too, that for like help, uh, the Radish Kit is definitely a kit like that is super helpful. But there's books you can find too that I, like Science in the Kitchen, that kind of stuff that gives you different ways to make experiments in the kitchen with your pantry staples. And um, like I have an Usborn list of flat books that's a uh, sizes and measuring, and I've been using that with my four year old to help teach her uh, in the kitchen about that. 
So, and that's that's fun to go along with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of fun things you can do. Because I think it's very important to make learning, and when you connect it to something that's practical, I think it's a lesson that stays in their minds a little bit more because you have to kind of just learn it some things. You know, you you learn it for what it is, but the idea of when we're going over it again and in a fun, non-stress kind of way, you know, and also if we're connecting it to something that's practical, like cooking, like if you're doing fractions and you're like, okay, let's review fractions by doing, and you know, like, oh, that'd be an awful thing to have to do is review fractions. But when they know that they're going to get to make chocolate chip cookies and that'll be a way for them to review it, you know, that, exactly. that, that helps because they're not stressed. They're not feeling like they're being tested. And, right. Um, yeah. And it's something fun to do. And of course, right you know, now, review games can be for so many different subjects and all these different subjects. So I, we'll get into some things that you can use absolutely. So what for older and younger kids. And I don't really do them as much with older kids because I guess I'm just, we just have things. I was like, just do them. you got to do your work. Let's get it done. And <laughs> hey, reviewing I'm is more like quizzing. <laughs> well, it's, kind of, it's more like I'm quizzing you. Under. Yeah, but I try to make the quizzing a little more fun, like making it like Jeopardy, you know, not so much oh, like I'm yeah, just rattling off, fun. you know, or we'll we'll see who can write it down first, like with whiteboards, like if you have those personalized whiteboards, I think you can even get them at the dollar store. I don't remember where I got mine, to be honest, it might have been the educational store or the dollar store. And it's like a eight by 10 little handheld. They do have ones that are really cool. They have a handle on them. And one side yeah. was, yeah, so it's like one side, you can turn it and flip it. Or they have ones that they don't have the handle. I have both kinds. I don't I don't remember where I got either one of them because I've had them for so long. But, and often you'll put, we'll put it down and they'll write, you know, with a, like I'll say something. And then I'll, they'll write it on a, the dry um board. And it, it could you be a multiple of things, thing. like things you just learned over the week kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's true. We also do our spelling words on whiteboards um, with, I have a various colored pack of um, dry erase markers, and then the kids get to pick their color for each word, that type of thing. My daughter really gets into that. But um, we do all spelling words on dry, dry erase boards, and the kids seem to really like that versus on paper. Oh, yeah, that's always a good idea. That that's always seems fun. And for some reason that – I don't know what it is about the whiteboard, but doing any kind of review on a whiteboard with colored markers just seems so much more fun to everybody <laughs> involved. <laughs> you know, it's like even when they're writing a sentence, I could say, okay, well, just write all the nouns in, you know, one color. Or write all the adjectives in another color. You know, just doing something so it's not – it's kind of out of the workbook a little bit and just being a little more creative about it. Or even with your copy work. You know, you copy work can be a review for other things because you can say, okay, the capital letters, write them in blue. And, you know, or you could even say the vowels, write them in red. You know, so many things that you can do that way that you can sneak in a little bit of review and a little bit of a lesson Absolutely. into another lesson that you have going on. Okay, so I have to tell you a funny story related to this whiteboard thing. For my daughter's handwriting curriculum, they tell you to circle what your best your best word or whatever is out of what you've done. And I always have her do her handwriting on the whiteboard. 
and she needed a little help to figure out how to write something. So I came over and I wrote on the first line. And then I walked away and she continued to do all of her writing work. And she, she asked me to come and tell her which one I thought was the best. Guess which one I told her was the best and looked like mother of the year? The one I had written. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, that's like, Mom, <laughs> none of mine are the best. You only thought yours was the best. So I felt pretty bad. <laughs> well, now, see, in my house, they would have expected me to pick my own because they would have thought I was being funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they would have thought I was No, I totally thought that was hers. I was like, you did such a good job. <laughs> I was patting myself on the back. <laughs> yeah, mother of the Year went to me that day. <laughs> But, no, I agree with you that there are so many fun review games, and copy work is a great one. My um, my kids are not great with the copy work yet. Just my oldest can really do that because, you know, uh, we had talked about this um, a couple episodes ago was my second daughter, who's seven and a half, has dyslexia, and we're not quite fluent in the reading and writing at this point. So just my nine-year-old can really do the copy work type of exercises. But we have done a lot of out because it's getting to that time of year where we're trying to squeeze in our outdoor time. Because for listeners who don't know this, I live almost at the Canadian border. And so it gets really cold where I live. And um, we have just a small window of summer months or warmer months. And we are waiting here in about a month. We could start getting blizzard. <laughs> so I'm trying to squeeze in whatever outdoor time I possibly can. So we're taking all of our schoolwork outdoors, and we do lots of review games with just tossing a ball back and forth. Or, right. So I know you mentioned hopscotch for reviewing your phonic sounds, right? Isn't that what you had said? We've also done to, today, we were reviewing music because our music classes are starting back up, and the kids got out sidewalk chalk and drew a grand staff on the sidewalk and made their own music scores on it. So things like that, that you can just make it more interesting than just paper and pencils. Right. Yeah, the hopscotch, what I would do is put letters, and then, you know, they'd have to, you know, hop on certain sounds or that type of thing. Or even the twister board, you can use one of those, and um, you could use it for dates, like historical dates, you could use it for geography, you could use it for whatever, and then you spin oh, that's it. that's a fun idea. Yeah, and you'll have to say, put your right hand on, you know, Ohio, and so they'd have to recognize that particular state, or they'd, you know, I mean, but, you know, it's going to take a little planning, because you'd have to print out that, and, you know, the state or whatever, put it on your little board, so that takes a little bit of planning, or, you know, put your right hand or your left hand on the year that, you know, Columbus discovered America, whatever. I was trying to think of something, and I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> so, or, you know, something along those lines. And sometimes those can be fun. I One time when my two older kids were small and they were both learning how to tell time, I made one of them, I made a, cleared up my dining room, and I put card, or not cardboard, but um, paper, and uh, like for 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, you know, the clock, it Big, huge clock, made it out of, you know, just typing paper, that kind of thing. And then I made one of them the hour hand and one of them the minute hand. And then I would tell them, okay, show me, you know, 315. And then they'd have to, like, position their bodies to be 315. 
and they thought that was hilarious, and they were really little. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they thought that was just so funny that they got to be the hands of a clock, you know, and they're running into each other and, like, pushing each other out of the way <laughs> trying to figure out what is what. But that was fun, and they enjoyed that. They enjoyed that kind of thing. So anything that you can, for smaller children, anything you can get them to physically do, a game that you can physically change, you know, or for Monopoly, we use that, you know, for math and adding money and just adding in general. And for my kids, if they can't correctly, I, you know, get the change right, they don't get their change back. <laughs> you know, like oh wow, on the bank. So if you don't, you know, you pay me and you don't, I'm like, okay, you have to do the, you know, the calculation here. If you don't get it right, then or you don't know it, then you don't get anything back. You just paid me more money than you had to. <laughs> <laughs> So, My know, kids would ruthless, struggle with that. They would really struggle with that. That would they get mad. <laughs> well, and you have to make sure you're doing it where it's a challenge, but not so much that they're frustrated. You have to get to the right. point where this is really seriously just review. Yeah, it's just yeah. review. It's just fun because if it's too challenging, then it's totally discouraging, and that's just, and then it becomes mean. Whereas if it's just a challenge. But it's like, okay, give me pencil and paper. Let me figure this out. Then it's not so bad. It's kind of, it's a little more fun. So you want to set it up these review games that you're going to be a little kind of ruthless about it and kind of fun about it, where they're you're not setting them up to fail. You're setting them up to to, to have fun. And if they do get something wrong, it's, they're not going to be really devastated by it. It won't be that big of a deal. Right. I so, have but we're make, pretty like competitive. Index. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Taking like index cards and making matching games with facts um, have been really beneficial for my kids just because of their ages. Matching games seem to work well, tossing a ball, some more simple things like that. Um, making up songs. My daughter finds it horribly embarrassing when I break out in the song, just making something up. And, of course, <laughs> I'm completely, uh, you know, out of tune. <laughs> She's like, Mom. But it sticks, and the kids have remembered so many things I've taught them, and they, you know, will laugh as they sing it, but they remember it, and um, it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can put it to song, put it to movement, you know, make it fun, make it funny, you know, anything I along those lines will involved. really help. We have yeah, played, snacks, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, my kids know that um, we tend to not have candy around the house, so I'll use, like, almonds or something like that, but the kids really like it. And so if we do happen to have M&Ms, they all freak out. But we'll use cereal um, and things like that for reviewing counting instead of just, we use math, you see. So we have the math blocks, but they like it a lot better when we start using food. <laughs> it entices them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like those cheeses. They had cheeses that had, like, um, letters stamped in them. Oh, I know really? cheeses aren't really good for you, but they have letters stamped in them. And I was like, oh, how fun. So I'd buy these cheeses, and then we try to spell something out of them. <laughs> Do you know how easy it would be, though, to make something like that in your kitchen? If you the whole back to the kids in the kitchen thing, the um, you can make your own crackers and then take a stamp and stamp it in the middle. Oh, you yeah. Or you could even make like um, sugar cookies in the shape of letters, or and then even if you didn't yeah. want to bake them, like you can always even just do Play-Doh in the shape of letters or that you know that type of thing. Or if you're teaching writing, you can put. Um, I know people do sand like in a 
nine by thirteen yeah, hand, and then they use their fingers we've also to write done the shaving cream in a bag and written in that. Oh, yeah, um, like taking a Ziploc bag and just throwing, yeah, just putting a whole can of um, what am I? What is it called? Like either whipping cream or shaving cream in there, and it lasts for a pretty long time before it dries out. Uh, my son actually really enjoyed that. My son is really not. He's still not great with those fine motor skills, and so he really struggles with writing. Um, and so he's still doing a lot of that. But it's helpful because he can still he knows what the letters are, and he does better with those larger movements than right. actually writing on paper. Yeah, so I mean there's just so many fun ways. It just if you could think of a twist to put on games that your kids enjoy. You know, just a little bit of a twist. If you if your kids like playing card games, I mean there's so many card games. Cards are a wonderful way to teach math. You know, even just rummy, you know, you're teaching they they have to add up their score. Or there's um Sushi Go. Look that up on Amazon. It is one of our favorite games. It is so much fun and it requires you to add up your own score. So, I mean, if you're anything like us, when we play that game, we were very we move very quickly, and we're so into our own score that if you didn't know how to add your score, okay, well, you just lost because we are I all adding heard our own of that. Scores. I'll have to look that it up. It is so much fun. It's it's just a you fun game. You turn me anyway. on to that. Well, you turn me on to that math card game called Speed. My kids love it. That that one you can find on Amazon too. That yeah, that's you, right. That's you, on there too. Yeah. Speed, yeah. There's lots and of it's fun another, games it's that you can get. And it's another, it's so fun. And just, you know, just having, you know, if you have playing cards at home, I have a set, it's called Multiplication War, where um, you put something, you know, one puts a card down, the other puts a card down, and I think you have to say, I'm not sure how, because I haven't seen these cards for a while. I know I have it somewhere. And, oh, it would say, like, yours says nine times four, and the other ones would say, you know, maybe five times three. And whoever had the highest value, of course, they win. They get the card, just like you would play, you know, war with your card games, whoever the highest value is. But if you wanted to do the same thing, say you don't have those cards or you can't find them, you might be able to find them. It's called Multiplication War, and I think there's a division one. And you might be able to find those on Amazon. But if not, you could just use your regular card game cards and just instead of turning over one card, turn over two and, you know, just, add, you know, add them, multiply them, divide, however it is. And whoever That's a has great the largest idea. number. Yeah, because you don't have to buy things. You can think about, you know, how you could do it with what you already have. You know, never think that it has to be the set thing. You know, what could you do? You could also I mean, I already have add this. a little, well, you could add a little fun with the Jack, King, and Queen and put, like, one is skip a turn, one is lose a turn, oh, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's so many things that you can do. And you know what? It's great to have your kids kind of included in that. Like if you're going to say, okay, let's make a card game for this, you know, what should we make these? Because that's, you know, critical thinking. And that helps them kind of take ownership over it too so they're going to enjoy it more. And before you know it, that math lesson that was so awful is going to actually turn out to be fun. I mean, instead of what my kids instead of giving worksheets, I used to hate seeing the worksheets with a ton of problems on it, like that, just the addition, simple addition, subtraction. So I would give them dice, and they would just roll the dice, and whatever the two numbers were, those are the two numbers they added. And whatever the two numbers they were, those are the ones that they subtracted. Well, for subtraction, sometimes I gave them 
four dice or, you know, depending on how we did it, four or two, you know, so they could, but it, that got complicated because when they got, they kind of knew, well, wait a minute, that's, you know, you know, we can't always just use those same things for subtraction. So we would add more dice in, and, but it was still something that was kind of enjoyable. Kenzie, that's have you ever played that? That is another great game. Kids love that. It's fun for everybody. I actually. have heard of it, but I have not played. There's a lot of games I haven't I haven't touched yet, just because I have. I always am afraid that it requires more independent work than my kids are at. Does that make sense? I'm always just a little nervous about. Yeah. Right, yeah, that, and that's true because as they get older, you'll have more options. And while they're younger, they, they right. do have games and um, that you can use in the same vein. You know, they do have the games. Okay, well, that's good to know. I guess we do, right now, we do more like exercise-type things for the games because and that's probably like better anyway. capable of doing it. Yeah, I think that's better anyway, to be honest, because – at a certain age, games are a great thing to use just to say, okay, you know what, we're studying this, and this game kind of, I mean, even if it's just loosely related, you can tweak it a little, or you can just go with it and just remind them, oh, this is how, remember, this is what we did here, or remember, you know, whatever. But when they're younger, I really like the idea of them moving, singing, moving, yeah, using, you know. There is something about I, games I like that. that require you know, the crit, like you mentioned, critical thinking, logic skills, there are some really good things that games require. I, my kids just aren't quite there to fully participate to make it. My oldest is, but the other ones do require, I think, more that multi-sensory type of a mm -hmm. thing for their review. And so that's what we focus on for now. But I am, look, I am looking forward to the day of doing more games because I do enjoy that. Oh, yeah. And then, like I said, you know, just think about things you can do around your house. I mean, counting, if you have a small child, just counting going up the stairs. You know, if you have, a, like, I would read when my kids were really, like, really little. And they would want us to read, like, you know how kids want you to read, like, 20,000 books to them every night. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, I'll read five. You know, and this is when they were really little. So the five books are really short. You know, they're picture books. And then I would say to them, you know, I might say, okay, I've read one. How many more do I have left? You know, okay, we've read three books, How many? and I'm supposed to read five, so how many more would I have to read now to make it to five? You know, little things like that that you're just kind of sneaking in that you can just, you know, so it doesn't have to be an organized game. It doesn't have to be something you buy. It doesn't have to be something that you really have to plan out. But, you you know, you can incorporate the skills and reviewing because, you know, learning is life. So every time you're doing something, it's so easy to just add something in or remind them of something that they've learned. I think that's great. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It doesn't have to take a lot of pre-planning. We already know you're busy planning, you know, your school as it is, and fitting something else in, it can be very difficult. But you can actually sneak in a lot of review during outside school hours because, you know, homeschool moms never stop when it comes to teaching. Like a grocery store visit, I mean, that's a review in, oh, I don't know, math? nutrition, <laughs> reading, I mean, everything. There's everything you can do. You can have them walk around with their own grocery list. You can have them calculate how many car how many sugar grams are in something, you know. You can have them, like, <laughs> pick out, you know, the um, colors for small children. Pick out a green vegetable for tonight or pick out a vegetable that starts with the letter C. You know, there's so many things that when you're – and the thing about the grocery store that I've always liked 
when you do that, little kids hate the grocery store because grocery stores are boring. I hate grocery shopping. I mean, I would love to throw a tantrum in the middle of a grocery store. That's how much I hate shopping for groceries. <laughs> so I have to stop myself. So while you're playing this little game with them that they're learning and they're having fun, then before you know it, your grocery day, your grocery shopping time is over. And they got through it and you got through it and you guys are all still alive. So <laughs> so that that's another kind of fun thing to do. That's a great idea. I know my kids like to play car car games, like games in the car, and you can do the same thing when you're in the car. We have the long commutes from our home into town. So if we're not listening to a book on tape type thing, I guess that's that's so I'm dating myself an audio book. <laughs> um you can do the same thing when you're driving in the car is, you know, pick a pick something you see that starts with the letter B or whatever. Well, it's just getting a little creative. Just kind of thinking. So hopefully that'll give you guys some ideas. And we're going to have more on our site and um, as far as ideas and little ways that you can sneak some review and games that you can play. They'll be fun for everybody. Uh, so the school day goes by a little bit nicer because <laughs> when they're getting a little antsy, sometimes throwing in a game, well, you know, that'll break things up, get everybody in a good mood, and they're still learning at the same time. So we'll make sure that we have more ideas for you. But if you have ideas, we'd like to hear those too. So you can come to our Facebook page on Talking Mom to Mom. Um, actually, reverse that. It's Facebook.com slash Talking Mom to Mom. And you can let us know there or on our site because we will have a post up about review games as well. And let us know what you've been doing, and we can all learn from each other. And, again, we'd like to thank um, Radish, our Ultimate Homeschool Radio sponsor right now, and just thank them. And I encourage you to go to radishkids.com slash homeschool so you can download that free lesson and get a great idea of what the company has to offer you. And again, cooking is a fantastic way to teach. And I mean, we've all got to eat, we've all got to be in the kitchen, and we want to teach kitchen skills, but what a great way to incorporate math, science, nutrition, geography, and culture as Radish does. So that's great. Well, thank you again for joining us, and we do hope that you will join us again next week. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.